Hello, and welcome back to another Evolving Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm joined by the Evolving Wild Twins, Josh and Luke Youngren. Um, Evolving Hockey Podcast episode. You said Evolving Podcast again. Look, okay, I got back at 1 a.m. last night, all right? Like, let's let's calm down. After, what, I traveled for um, 13 hours back home? Wow. 13? No, 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 no. It, that's I was gonna say that. Yeah, seems probably excessive. something like that. If if you count it from hotel to home, it was like thirteen hours. From farm to table. Well, I'm glad you're back home, Sean. How you doing? Good to see you. I, I'm doing all right. You have a fun time in uh, where? Uh, Let's going. get a quick. Why don't you just give us a quick recap of your trip? Yeah, because it was somewhat hockey related, right? Yeah, I went. I went out to Seattle. I went to to three Kraken games. Okay, yeah. So what was so your I, you're basically a scout. We, the, Luke and I sent our scout, yeah. Sean, out to watch the Kraken <laughs> for three exactly. games, right? And he paid for it all on his own dime, <laughs> and then he's going <laughs> to... No, I, that's not what happened, but it's it could have been. We could have run with that if we wanted to. Let me, let me also... Let me state. The Kraken's candy situation in the press box is extremely solid, and I think I think that gets overlooked by how good the chicken tenders are in their cookies. <laughs> like the full star- Starburst is a great touch, uh, but they have a bunch of of good offerings, and also probably best popcorn in the league. It, it, it's just, um, it's a good situation there. I'll when we, yeah, I remember specifically when we were there, the food being very good. We had Josh. Didn't we have some burgers? Oh, we had these burgers there. I were, think we talked about them after the when we went to the when we were in Seattle over a well, year and a couple months ago at the conference. But we like didn't. I don't know. I hadn't eaten for like forever, and we found these burgers, and they were so good. Yeah, very unassuming stand. Didn't think much of it. Just like really hungry, just trying to eat something. I was and very I was impressed like, with uh, CPE. Yeah, blown Wait, away. Climb, CPA. Climb. CPE. A. CPA. 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 Like Sean. <laughs> you get it i'm not a, CPA. I'm not a cpa no i got it i got it so you had fun what was your takeaway after watching the the crack and be, be a scout for a, for a minute and and tell us what's wrong with them uh, everything i think <laughs> uh well they won twice while i was there so that that's not really good uh, representative uh, yeah that's that's fair sample that's they fair. uh they smoked the canucks and um I don't know. I think both of them and Boston played pretty bad, and they beat Boston in the shootout. Yeah, and then they got wiped by uh, Minnesota, who but, Sean hates now. Yeah. All of Minnesota. He told us before we started recording. Yep. Just, just Minnesota sucks in yeah. general. Which uh, you know, I guess that you, you didn't really say that, but we we watched <laughs> uh, the Wild have been on a little bit of a streak. But anyway, sorry, we're getting off track. Is this episode? Uh, if you're listening now, you likely. Uh, well, if you haven't seen it already, go take a look at the home the evolve. Uh, go go to the home evolving hockey dot com homepage. You'll see an article that is our our trade line uh, trade target. line trade line trade line. <laughs> see, he did like me with Everything's, the evolving podcast. People are just condensing words. It's, sorry, we we've uh, all been or actually, well, not really Luke as much, but Sean and I have been working a little bit to uh, get this article. Yeah, we've together. been working, and yeah. Luke has Luke has Luke's been out on, tweeting an awards he, thread. I'm moral support. No, I, I thought this was going to be the Matthews for Heart podcast. Yeah, That's what I it was, might be. Well, so later. So I think we do the trade stuff first because we did. And I will full disclosure: I haven't written anything yet. So you're when you're <laughs> when you're here. You're uh, <laughs> what you're listening right now is is me talking before the actual article that you'll 
hopefully read has already occurred. Uh, Sean had a power outage. Are you? <laughs> Did you see the light just go? Yeah, off? the light just went. Yeah. Are you okay over there? Are we gonna have to stop? No. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. So anyway, okay. my my intro here is that uh, there is an article that is out right now. Uh, it when you're listening to this, it's not out now when we're recording this, and I haven't okay, written it, anything. It, it's it's out on <laughs> this this podcast comes out on Leap Day. Yes. Happy Leap Day. Happy everybody. Leap Day. Yeah. Shout out to all the frogs out there. Um. <laughs> More. So, no, yeah, you got it. But, yeah, it'll be out, both of these coming out Leap Day, just like we said last week on the podcast, right? Yeah. Kept our promise here. Sticking We're to sticking the schedule. To and I have to get- The I've twins be- only showed up, like, Josh got on the Zoom only, like, four minutes It was. Today. I said I was going to be three minutes late, and I was five seconds past 7.03. Uh, so, and that was because Zoom was lagging on my computer. It's not my fault. I was, I was, I was ready to go. Uh, also, we gotta, you know, I, I think the, our listeners, sh- I, I want them to give Sean some credit because he's been sick. I, I said, Sean, you know, we could take tonight off, we could do it tomorrow, and he's like, no, we made a promise to our listeners, no, we're getting on here, we're gonna do it. So Sean's battling through a little bit of an illness on his trip. Um, so yeah, we're 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 here to uh, to to talk trade deadline targets and kind of the the deadline. It's in uh, ten days, not quite ten days. It's a little bit more, like basically, like it's a week from. Friday, right? Isn't it less than ten days? Yeah, it is. Sorry, February always throws me <laughs> off with these things. I was like, oh, the twenty eighth to the eighth. That's ten. That's seven. That's in my I head. Think it depending made sense. on how you think about it, today is nine days. Okay, so I was tomorrow's close. eight. So we're we basically put our kind of this is our and this is our, we haven't really done this in a proper way where like similar to our free agency preview or like our team previews. Um, where we kind of do like more of a data approach to evaluating like players or, or, you know, in this case, kind of targets. So the idea here, I'll just give a quick overview of what we kind of, all right, this is kind of my idea. Sean and I kind of approached it in slightly different ways. Um, and I actually haven't read what Sean has even written yet. So I don't even know what he's going to say. It's a well, big one surprise. Of mine, one of mine has already been traded. Yeah. So and we'll that, we'll get to that. that. But the idea here, I think, was a similar way to our kind of our guard projections or our free agency contract stuff is we just do like a pure data um, or data, if you prefer, <laughs> a pure data approach to evaluating like what our tr- what trade targets would be. So one half of this is looking at contract data, which is kind of the main part of it to get kind of your list of players who are potential targets. Uh, and so we, uh, as always, ha- are relying on Cap Friendly's amazing data for their contract um, I guess their contract uh, analysis and, and um, their data. And so my idea, and we kind of like what Sean and I and Luke kind of discussed, is we uh, I, I narrowed it down or filtered down to players who are on expiring contracts um, who are on a team, I guess, expiring contracts that didn't extend, that weren't traded, that have played with at least this season and last season, so they're not new players this season, and who are on a team currently that has a less than 50% probability to make the playoffs based on our projections as of like this publication. Um, I think I could, is that everything? I think I covered all of it. So you kind of get all of data together and then you do some filtering to then remove players who like, for instance, uh, Monaghan would be one that I think is likely not going to get traded again. Right. Or, or Lindholm is another one. Um, or uh, like Matthews, friends. I mean, Matthews wasn't going to be traded, but he extended, right? So we remove those players, and we're left with kind of our um, like a list of all of the contracts that are potential targets for you know kind of deadline deals, basically. And then I just took like kind of a simple weighted average of prior GAR and XGAR, um, and then gave us kind of a list of players that have would like potentially meet the qualifications for like a, a target that a team might look at. 
Um, now this is a little bit different. This is basically the same way that like probably every outlet or news outlet is going to look at for you know for trade targets, but they're probably looking at goals and points for like I would guess this season only. Um, and so ours is a little bit more of a view. It's not a pure like player projection. It's just kind of looking at like what has this player done in the last couple of years based on our metrics. You know, kind of weighted for recency, and then bam, we get a list. So of those, Sean picked five players. I'm going to pick five players. I already did, but I haven't written them yet. <laughs> um, but I kind of know who they are. So uh, yeah, but as Sean already said, we uh, we have a on the eve like literally five minutes before we started recording, there was a big trade. I don't know, Sean. Maybe you. Uh, he was your guy. Big, big trade, Mike. See, it's always my guy. You, you always make it my guy. Well, it was your guy to write about, Yeah, it was right? your That's, guy to write about. I, I, I got it, Luke, okay? <laughs> Focus on your rewards list. Uh, hey, I'm trying. I'm getting this nice Excel document Josh sent over, uh, you know, formatted correctly out of the CSV. So, anyway. <laughs> okay. On the fly. Well, we uh, did it live. Chris, Chris Tana, and I think we're still probably waiting on actually some of this, this but um, Chris Tana was traded to the Dallas Stars from the Calgary Flames for a second-round pick, a conditional third, and prospect Artem Krushnikov. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't get he didn't yield a first-round pick. I don't. We're still kind of looking at what the conditions might be. I don't see anywhere. Uh, where it says it this is an evolving and situation i also do think that i'm seeing some yeah it is an evolving situation <laughs> i do think i'm seeing somewhere that yeah the flames retained 50 percent as well oh so th- i think this was a much lower return than anybody would have anticipated yeah i also kind of wrote about that that i thought he could yield a much lower return than people thought he would so Good for me to to <laughs> find that one out. Thanks. Before it, you know, just just give credit here to Sean because he did say that before the trade happened. I know that he was doing this before. Yeah, we have. Proof. I mean, I could screen share. I mean, it does say it. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. He's interesting. He's definitely um, an evolving wild uh, player to love. No, I love him. I like him too. In uh, the fact that he's a defensive defenseman, and that's all he does, and he's really good at it. Um, there aren't too many stay-at-home defensemen that aren't true, 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 like one-dimensional stay-at-home defensemen like him that aren't going to like drag down your team, and he's just so elite at it that most years, like his rolling three-year average of Gar and X-Gar is like up in the 90th percentiles. Yep. And, um, you know, really valuable player. But I do think we're starting to see a trend in which – um you know, these deadline acquisitions are moving maybe towards a bias towards younger players that you can extend. I think Tampa probably was the one that started this trend. If you can think back to some of them, like um, McDonough, Miller back in the day, uh, although I don't remember what their contract situation is, but the most recent one to me was like Hagel. Yeah. Do you remember yep. the Hagel yep. contract? Nick Paul, another one. Right, so this idea of like younger guys, like in their, like in the twenties in the as UFAs, that they can extend, where I think uh, Dallas probably views him as a just a true rental situation. And I think yeah. there's probably less demand for that, and I think most teams probably just saw him as a true rental. Yeah, well, I figured that with a usually with a thirty-four year old player, he's thirty-four, right? I think. Um, yeah, he's really old. He's super old. 
He's just he's the same age as Luke and I. Uh, it uh, this is obviously just a rental. I don't. I mean, the other thing is like I was kind of looking at Dallas's lineup. It's like I'm kind of curious what Perry's going to be on, like because they kind of have a top four that seems, or at least I like mean, it, I would just put bump Suter down. Yeah, I mean that's probably what they do. I mean I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know if they will. I mean from the history of of Ryan Suter in Minnesota, I don't know if Ryan Suter would let himself get yeah. bumped down. Uh, as I don't, the stories go, I, I don't think he necessarily has that kind of pull right now. I suppose right now, Caprini lists, and I'm not. Well, what, do I, we, what do we? Refer, so, I mean, isn't Ryan Suter theoretically on their third pair now that they're? back to healthy yeah it seems like yeah it seems like he's been kind of bouncing around like he... oh, i was just kind of going based on to- he he leads the the stars in total even strength minutes but i mean so tana is just... also a right a right hand yeah so i would assume he's second pair behind heiskanen right-handed defenseman it's just funny because like uh, i feel like isn't i mean i haven't looked at esso lindell's numbers but isn't lindell kind of a similar type player at least like he used to be i guess i don't quite know where he's been at why don't i take a look at uh so i, I don't mean know. it's just kind of this year lindell's been kind of just you know just average kind of well-rounded average yeah um it's just kind of an interesting thing because dallas i think is already quite a good defensive team and they also have like a really good obviously like a really good goalie in ottinger and they've had some of the best defensive you know which we might get into later but uh you know some of the best defensive players in the league with like heiskin and robertson um hence uh and now they're adding uh tanev who has historically been a very good shutdown kind of you know uh stay-at-home defenseman um, so one of, if not the best, I, I don't know. I, I hate it to say this cause I just, it's almost on principle that I just can't like the stars cause they took the North stars name and I've never gotten over it. Even though I was only like three when the North stars moved. Um, and I wasn't a hockey fan f- until I got out of college, but, um, I, <laughs> I guess the stars are turning into like my kind of team. They got that defense first mentality, great goalie. Really, really good line. Really, really good, like young defensemen. Well, Harley, I don't, I don't know if they are they defense first. Is that what the no? The stars but I'm, are? I'm, but I don't know. They they're a really solid defensive oh. team, right? And they're adding a very like probably the best available defenseman in terms of from defensive impact or, or ex- expectation. Now, I mean, I the other thing is it's like a little bit like Tanner's had a not a down year, but his year this season is well, not. Yeah, been he's definitely had a down year this year. I'd say compared to his two prior years, but it's yeah. also like well, the Flames have been kind of just a train wreck and also like a weird data sink in ways of like causing issues, not issues, but there's just been some weird things that have been going on with the Flames and like uh, I think the models this season. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but the Flames are playing weird hockey this year that is causing some players I think to look weird or like show up kind yeah, of strange. Well, and it's also if you look at Tanev's, Tanev's career, like I, again, I'm just looking at like our X-Car charts. He had like he was a very consistent player on Vancouver from when he's from 2010-2011 through 2017-2018. And then he had two terrible years in 1819 and 1920. And then he kind of went right back for the three years after that, went kind of back to the same rate or performance he was at, uh, for, like when his first years in Calgary. And then this year he's had a down year. But it's just weird because he was super consistent. I'm talking like almost a straight line of, of his per 60 X car, which is very, is not super common. I mean, there's like a couple of players who do that. Um, but, and I think down year is a little bit like, it's not like that. He's been that bad this year. Yeah. Like, no, it's no, just no. That he, but it's like you said, the flames have been just a weird team. Well, like year. what Sean said is like, he was, you know, pretty reliably like 90th, 95th, fifth percentile, like defenseman for mm-hmm. years. Right. 
And he's had a couple off years, but this year I think he's probably more around average or maybe slightly better than that. I don't know. And Sean already, you know, this is Sean's guy. He already wrote up about him. So, um, Are we yeah. just going to delete that from the article now? No, like, it'll be in there. <laughs> and we I might don't know. just add like a note. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll add a note. This guy so, got traded. <laughs> this is one of the one of the ones that we actually wrote before. <laughs> Just trust us, we did, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Tanov. So I I also did kind of a. This after well, the last couple of days I've been kind of just doing general like research and work, getting the data stuff together. But I also kind of took some time to go through like basically every trade deadline recent article I could uh, in terms of like what you know. A lot of them call them the big board. Now we have a big board. I I sent Sean and Luke a CSV of like a bunch of names with a bunch of metrics and we needed you know. to create an actual big board. Though. I know we need a big board in our I back. Need, of I need room to, back here. to do the uh, Jonah Hill meme meme the money ball. Uh, you know, on his laptop, <laughs> looking up, looking up players no one's heard of. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, but I okay, sorry, I, I got a little little distracted. Um, we so I I kind of went through and like just kind of tallied the number of times that players were mentioned as potential targets, and I think Tanev was easily the number one. I think uh, it was Tanev had like five different articles I came across that had him as like basically a trade target, and so I feel like Tanev is probably was the number one remaining trade deadline acquisition, like target anyway, that had been talked about. His name has been rumored since the the Lindholm trade, right? I mean, he's been out kind of like that. He was I mean, rumored. Before that, but yeah, yeah, but he was rumored to even be in that deal, right? So I, it's pretty clear the Flames were trying to move him. Um, you know, 34 years old, I think, was it 4.5 million cap? Um, With well, 50, 50%. 50% yeah. retained. Yeah, I guess it, and with rentals, it doesn't really matter the amount, right? Like, like the, uh, yeah, they have to fit them on, uh, under the cap, Real right? Math. But, but yeah, it's you know they they would they're gonna make room. So that's the number basically number one gone. But I think after that was um, kind of Sean already had a couple of these guys. But the other ones that seem to be the consensus are Gensel um, from Pittsburgh. It seems to be a pretty big kind of talking point now. I, I think there's one of the interesting things with the trade deadline stuff is like kind of evaluating whether or not a team is even gonna tr- consider trading them. Um, so I don't think Pittsburgh's really in a great spot. But also Pittsburgh seems to be a very stubborn team that doesn't always, um, you know, do the kind of trades that but people now it's, would expect. It's a new new era in yeah, Pittsburgh. It is. It's the Dubis era. The it's Dubis my Dubis era. era. But and a new new ownership era too. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. sorry, I didn't know that. So I guess my my point here is kind of the remaining of the consensus targets from what I could find is Gensel, Hannafin, um, Enrique, Tarasenko, and then I looked it up. It is Henrique. It's Henrique. Yeah, I just looked it up. Okay. I don't know how I have never, like, I always got it confused because he's been in the league for so long. But it's, There's too many names. We've already covered yeah, this. Anyway. So the remaining, I think, consensus trade targets based on, I don't know, this is like the bet. It's like MGM had a bet, betting markets on trade targets. They had, like, a list. Like, Hockey Riders had one. Sportsnet had one. Uh, Durant's had an article about the Canucks um, and their trade targets. Uh, there was one on Sportsnet. There was another one on... I think Dallas had one. Well, now I just, there's going to be one on evolving. There, yeah. there is, yeah. And these will be not the consensus ones because there were a lot of the consensus ones are not ones that maybe come up as obvious targets for us. So sorry, Tana was the number one in terms of the consensus, like summarizing the articles I found. Then it was Gensel, Hannafin, Henrique, Tarasenko, and Sean Walker were kind of round out the other ones that were all mentioned. And then a few of, um, I guess the next tier is like Markstrom, Chikorin, Lawton, uh, Buchnevich, who I didn't realize was like, a target because he's got a year left after this one, but he seemed to be kind of his name 
was uh, I think there's been some rumors that like the Blues have been trying to move him anyway. I mean, they should be selling. They're yeah, terrible. Yeah, so Bushnevich is another one, um, and so that that's kind of like I would say the top ten or maybe twelve. I don't know how many names that I just list there. That's ten. That's like the top ten, including Tanev, that were kind of the consensus big board narrative players. Um, and of those, I think Sean, you covered Tanev, Henrique, Eberly. Who? Oh no, Eberly wasn't say Eberly. Who else? Hannafin. Those are the three, Hannafin. right? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then I... Wait, did you say Gensel? No, did you take Gensel? Oh, you did take Gensel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you took Gensel, Hannafin, uh, Henrik, and Tanev. And so that... We're not going to... I will not be covering Tarasenko, Walker, Markstrom, Chikorin, Lawton, or Buchnevich, uh, who were not on our... Well, Buchnevich would maybe he would probably be like the number one target if he's available, basically. But um, so yeah, sorry, I'm I'm just rambling here. Someone stop me talking. I'm just go- <laughs> well, are we I, gonna go? Are we gonna go into all? Do you want to cover every one of the the trade targets that we just that you guys are gonna write about or have written about? Or well, I thought we could maybe. Well, well let's go ahead, Sean. I think what I find interesting is our 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 big board. Yeah, I think the top two. I don't think are like pretty much really discussed. Yeah. And I, I did find that to be interesting because the, uh, you know, it took a while to get to this rendition of the big board. All right. Sean was very critical. I will say Josh no, kept coming up critical. with Josh kept coming up with versions of this, like filtering down to players. And Sean was like, there's what are you two doing? Yamamoto's by the way. Yeah. That's because the bought out contract, I forgot to filter out and you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did think I did think the top two uh, were particularly interesting because they're reasonable. They're expiring UFAs, and I, I feel like they're really going over under the radar. So, um, yeah. Josh, you might, you might want to speak to them. Yeah. To well, them? didn't you wait? So one of them, because I don't know if you the list I have is I, did I you took s- one of them. Okay. You yeah. Took the other. Yes. So the one that Sean has is Eberly, um, was and then the one that I took was Mantha. And I actually thought it was really interesting because of all of the articles I read through to get kind of that consensus, I only saw Everly's name mentioned once, and I didn't see Mantha's name mentioned at all. Um, now, I, which, so the one thing is, like, kind of coming from this approach is always pretty funny for us because I, going data only and, like, being stuck in R and kind of getting your filters and getting all your data joins, all the joins together and making sure you have everything, doesn't, it just, like, completely excludes you from understanding the situation of what a player or team is in kind of. Um, and even with this, like Washington, you know, kind of, I don't really know the capital situation um, and what Mantha's situation is, but he is clearly like the best player uh, that kind of fits these, uh, this criteria. I feel like, I mean, Everly is close, but Mantha and Mantha has been like really good this year and really good last year, like the last couple years. And I don't know, Sean, did you, do you know anything about why Mantha isn't really being talked about? Um, because I thought it was real. I kind of was like searching around and I didn't see anything. So it's kind of one of those funny things where it's like, I am I, what am I missing? I don't know, Luke, did you, while we no, were. Well, the only thing I know is that it is the Capitals currently have like the lowest, they have the worst goal differential for how high they are in the standings. That's the, the kind of the thing. I don't know. I was just going to go check the standings because, um, and to see where they actually are fault. Like if they're in a playoff, no, they're not. They are six points out of a playoff spot uh, with, I guess they have a couple games in hand. I don't know if they're trying to make the playoffs, um, but they definitely, I would think the Capitals should be selling. Um, 
Now, again, this is another thing that where we're coming at it from, like, well, if the if Mantha is undervalued in the league, that's maybe not the player that you should be trying to trade. <laughs> you know, it's more <laughs> about, like, teams should be trying to look for that type of player uh, to go acquire yeah. and not, like, this is a player that we should dump. You know, because I would say, like, Tarasenko would be a player that probably you want to go, like, get rid of if you're, you know, kind of a thing. But I don't know. I mean, I don't really, like, unless I'm missing it somewhere, I don't really think the Capitals have been, like, talked about too much as it pertains to, like, trade deadline stuff. No. I think just because of the weird position of, like, they're kind of falling out of a playoff spot. Yeah. Obviously because they're bad. But, like, they're kind of, like, <laughs> falling yeah, out of a playoff good. spot as a, as opposed to um, kind of being out the whole year. So, like, maybe everything's just kind of slow to it. Also, I just feel like the Capitals are kind of always quiet around the deadline. Like, now they're shifting to seller. And yeah. last year, Orlov and Hathaway got sold. And, like, yeah. there was never any talk about them. Right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe they just kind of operate um, in silence. And, you know, they're they're just real Gs. But <laughs> I, think, I think they might... You know, if it's mutual, I mean, Mantha just might want to stick around. I mean, that's a reasonable one and, and one where there might be like a mutual agreement because like, I don't know. I think you look at the capitals and you need somebody to stay in that or you need, you know, guys to stay in that top six at some point. Man, how about Mantha's been really good? <laughs> yeah. Why have I like hmm? Mantha's really solid? Why that's what, well, I... so that's what I was, you know, what I was kind of finding is that he's been now this year obviously like the one thing that was even more I, I did kind of search just now and there I think like today and yesterday there have been a few like questions about like I think whether or not Mantha is available or like, I think there was one I saw about the Oilers and then there was another one about how the Oilers should avoid Mantha and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Oilers um, should definitely get Mantha. <laughs> uh, Mantha. But yeah, so Mantha is, <laughs> I, and Mantha is just one who's been, yeah, very solid. Uh, this year he's kind of on a bit of a shooting bender, you know, compared to his historic rates, but he's like really solid defensively. His rates, like his underlying metrics have, have been quite good uh i guess maybe the only thing that maybe is somewhat scary for teams is his 5.7 million dollar deal right but like he's definitely worth that though yeah in my opinion so i I don't know i mantha was the one that i kind of was the one that stuck out everly is the other one that i'll let sean kind of talk about who were the kind of two clear front runners by our stuff that were both gar and x gar um it's funny because doesn't everly does he have a letter with the kraken is he a alternate i can't remember i don't know i don't know these things Sean isn't answering. Sean is sitting back smirking. and just looking at me like, I. what am I t- asking? This is our scout. This is our Kraken scout yeah. back to report for us on Everly. But Everly, um, okay, can you just, can you speak? <laughs> we got dead air time here. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, he didn't I mean, know. You see, didn't this know. this would be something. No, I mean, I wanted to say yes because I was pretty certain, but I was like, <laughs> I'm not 100%, and this is something I would be like, you guys don't notice the A? Yeah. I can tell you he used his black stick tape. There you, you go. Know, I got that one down. And how are the Predators in that spot? I don't understand it. <laughs> Move on to the Predators. Sorry, no, no, no. We're talking no, about Everly uh, right now. No, I know. We're but talking about the, the Kraken, because like, are the Kraken going to try to push? They're currently seven I don't points. Think the are, I don't think the Kraken are pushing. No. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm now one that's oh, giving the, up. But. And the Blues are right there, too. Because I was, we were watching the wild game last night, and they were like talking about the wild card race, and like 
I've only been looking at our team point projections, and I've just seen and like so. I'm like, oh yeah, the Blues and Predators, they're probably out of it, right? And then it's like I go look, and they were talking about how, oh well, Nashville's winning in L.A. tonight, blah blah. blah. And I was like, Nashville? Like, <laughs> well, I think that- I really need to look at the actual standings more to kind of get a, a view of how things Sorry, are. Sorry, I'm going to I'm going to veer I'm going to rain Luke in here a little bit and get back to Everly here. Yeah, so yeah. That we can- <laughs> no, I was just looking at the I was looking at the Western wild card race. That's Why, all I'm saying. We're not talking I mean, about I guess the okay, Western that's wild card race up for up for heart. Uh, for the heart, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's if if they if it was, I'd be definitely interested in that. <laughs> All right, why don't we why don't we uh, kind of jump over to Sean for Eberly, and then I don't know. We're almost at halfway here. I think that we should, we just keep going and riding. Like I don't know. There's a whole bunch more stuff we get, we have to talk we about got, the trades. We got this. So yeah. I need a break um, with Eberly. The the comment that I I didn't put in any sort of write up or anything that I do have though. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the Kraken are probably selling, and the thing with Eberly is there has been. He has kind of said that he intends to resign. Oh, okay. Obviously, um, they haven't resigned him. Uh, I think Elliot Friedman had said that term might be an issue there. I think he's looking to go longer, even though he turns 34 on May 15th, question mark. Um, he turns 34, I think. You are correct, yeah. May 15th. Yeah. Um, Dude, these are all players you know, that we so, would have gone to like high school. They would have been in the same grade as us. Everly's 34 Tanev's thirty four. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that I mean that's that's like potentially the piece is if if he wants to resign. But I mean, if I'm Seattle and potentially even Jordan Eberly, it's like, well, I can always sign in the summer, and right now I can go try to win with the team. Yeah. Because he hasn't won a cup yet. He's been to two conference finals. He hasn't won a cup. And either, I mean, he could stay there if he loves it that much, or, you know, he could always just come back to Seattle in the summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, how about, so, uh, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish up. It's very Minnesotan of you. <laughs> uh, you know, so I don't know. Now I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I was I saying mean, he could go back but, to Edmonton for a, you know, a nice little like a couple months of uh you know n- nostalgia and then return to Seattle. He's absolutely the, not going back af- to Edmonton. after the Oilers <laughs> win the cup. You but know. The, I I feel like the nice fit for him is probably Vegas, right? Yeah, but Vegas is So that's kind of the tough one. Why Maybe. Vegas? Just because cuz they're a contender right now. Is and... Mark Stone out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they have plenty of LTIR Stones out again. Space. Yeah. And yeah, and then so he could just fill in on the right wing for Mark Stone until playoffs, and then Mark Stone comes back during playoffs, and then you move Eberly down a notch. Seems like a perfect fit, but it doesn't. I don't know how the Kraken would feel about him going to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So it might well, just also, be about, about getting that low key. The Vegas has been pretty bad lately. Like they they won whatever seventeen games in a row or whatever to start the You'd season. You'd be bad too if you were missing Mark Stone. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that yeah, Mark Stone is the entire the glue that holds that whole team together. But right? no, it's it's actually very surprising because I think I was doing our game projections the other night, and like we had Vegas on the road against Ottawa. There's some teams that like it's funny in the middle of the season that teams that like it based on how your season started, a lot of the narrative can just be set for the whole season. So like Vegas winning that many games at the start of the season, it's like, Oh, everybody just kind of assumes they're a good team. And it's like, well, 
actually, their their underlying numbers are pretty bad. Sean is on his phone. Well, He's Luke, just... you've done this now twice where we're talking about players, and Sorry, then you're like, I'm "Oh, let me go to... talk about this other thing that has nothing to." Do. I guess well, 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 I we're going to take, <laughs> take a break okay? here. I was and saying, I, don't know what the f- I was saying, is Vegas like? Is that a good like? Uh, okay, it doesn't matter. Well, I, I had so, an idea second about in the Pacific. They yeah. they. They're four, five, and one in their last ten. I get yeah. it, but like they're second in the Pacific. Yeah, uh, no, I don't know what to tell you. Josh. The one thing is that I, I think with, with Everly, I Everly has been kind of a, a bit of an evolving hockey guy over the last couple yeah. of years because in our Seattle expansion draft, I think he was our number one target there as well for Seattle. Um, and then his first year with Seattle, he really struggled and actually wasn't particularly great last year. But this season is a bit of a rena- uh, re- renaissance. Why was I going to say Resurgence? really good Resurg- last year. What? He was very good last year. Well, he wasn't. No, he was basically the same the last. Like, I'm. I, this is from an XGAR standpoint. Is all I'm saying. Like, he was, you know, like fine. Like he was, but he wasn't like what we uh, having him as the number one expansion target by Seattle. Right? He kind of didn't live up to that from the first two seasons with the Kraken. But this season, he's he's just been very good. And I think that he, you know, I, I don't know. Sean, our scout, can speak more to this about how he's kind of how he looks and how he's fitting in with Seattle's. He's in the best shape of his life. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. He's Ever, in the best know. shape of his life at 33. Yeah, so sure. I, I guess maybe that'll we'll put a pin in it, come back, and keep going on some of the trade stuff because uh, I think I think our, he likes Nickelback too. <laughs> well, that disqualified. I mean, from being from. Uh, yeah, let me. I gotta go find that. So the Kraken do this like I don't know if you've seen it like five things and like um i think pump up music or like pre-game music mix or something jordan everly picked a nickelback song i'll go find it <laughs> yeah you go find it You'll share it with it. You'll share with it. us after the break and we'll uh yeah we'll keep going on the trade stuff we got a lot more to talk about here we do oh yeah we're taking a break yeah, yeah we're break. taking a we break all right. I don't so, care what you're um, going to show me, Sean. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> we have a we have a message waiting for you from our lovely sponsor t- today. So uh, we'll be back after this. See ya. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Thank you so much to our lovely sponsor for that message. Now we come back to you in in I guess it, it, it's a little bit of insanity in here right now because we're discovering more about this trade. As we said before, is it's an evolving situation. It's an evolving with, trade. Uh, with Chris Tanev, to which most people listening to this have already completely digested the trade. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, the live pieces of this trade is, um, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But anyway, <laughs> I guess it's a three-part trade. Three-team. That, that's what's been. Yeah, three-team trade. Am I taking sorry, it? We're, we're, sorry, we're <laughs> no, all. No, I think there's, all... there's three trades. Yeah, so we, we are, as Sean said, we are trying to figure out we literally i i forced us to not read this so that we could break it down on the podcast live for our listeners right 
Um, do you want to? There's here. I'll go through it. I got it up right okay, here. Luke's gonna read the breakdown here. All right. I think oh, this boy. is from the NHL's website. <laughs> okay. This is just this All was right. posted on Reddit 22 minutes ago, and it's a screenshot of what looks like the NHL's website. I probably should go find the actual. Uh, <laughs> read it. Let's read hear it, Luke. Okay. Trade one. Devils trade unsigned draft choice goaltender Cole Brady to the Flames in exchange for defenseman Chris Tanev. Furthermore, the Flames have agreed to retain 50% of all future obligations to Tanev contract. Blah, blah, blah. Trade two. Devils trade defenseman Tan- Chris Tanev to the Stars in exchange for Dallas's own fourth-round selection in the 20- in 26. Furthermore, the Devils have agreed to retain 50% of all future obligations to Tanev's con- Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fl- then, then the trade three. Flames trade unsigned draft choice goaltender. No, this, this can't be right. Hold on. Hold on, scratch that. Edit that whole section out. What do you mean? Well, what is... This is... I'm following. This is like what everyone's tweeting about. Okay, here is... Here is what... Here's another Luke, breakdown. What are you missing here? This you. Well, it just... Keep going. You were there. Okay, then the Flames trade unsigned draft choice goaltender Cole Brady to the Stars in exchange for defenseman Artem Grushnikov... Dallas's own second round selection in twenty in twenty twenty four and a conditional third round selection in twenty six if Dallas advances to the Cup Finals in twenty four playoffs. If Dallas does not win three rounds in the playoffs, there is no additional tri- pick transferred to from Dallas to Calgary. So, in summary, this is I'll do the summary. This is the summary from Cap Friendly, which summarizes it a little bit simpler. Right, the Flames get Grushnikov a twenty twenty four second, a twenty twenty six third. Conditional. Uh, that's conditional on the flame on the stars going to the making the Stanley Cup finals. Yes. The the stars get Tanev and Cole Brady, and the Devils get a fourth round pick. And they for they get a fourth round pick for retaining fifty percent of Tanev's yes. salary. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so well, there's the market on retaining two million dollars. Yeah, 2.25 <laughs> $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. million dollars <laughs> equals a fourth no, round they, pick. They retain fifty percent of the fifty percent. Oh, is that how they? Is that what it was? Yeah. No, it, this says they're retaining. Yes. The first trade, the New Jersey Devils trade unsigned draft choice goaltender Cole Brady out of UMass to the Calgary Flames in exchange for defenseman Chris Tanev. Furthermore, the Calgary Flames agree to retain 50% of all future obligations to Tanev's contract for their 2023 uh, 24 season. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh, so, so that Calgary, brings you down. So, so does Stars pay traded for Tanev, and they're not going to pay any of his salary? That's what it looks like no. to me. No, no, that, that's not what it looks like. So, fifty percent is retained back in Calgary. Okay, Devils get in; they get their fourth round pick for fifty percent retained. Well, it's fifty percent of the future obligations. Well, half is already retained, so it's fifty percent of half of his. Remaining salary, is that? That makes sense. sense. Yeah, but how is it? That's that's they don't say that. (laughs) Well, it's it's kind of a backwards. They they do say that backwards way of saying it. See, Sean speaks money and he speaks economics. The economy. So the stepwise because it's fifty percent was already retained. (laughs) This is like PEMDAS, right? Yes. (laughs) It's like PEMDAS. Yeah. (laughs) Order of operations. Yes. So so fifty is covered by the Flames. Twenty five is covered by the Devils. Twenty five is covered by the Stars. And Saravalli also Makes clarifies sense. that there's 
teams can't trade cap space for future considerations any longer, so unsigned pick Cole Brady had to go from New Jersey to Calgary to make it work, basically. They should be able to trade cash. <laughs> Just straight up money. Straight up money, like they do in the MLB. I always like that. Yeah. All it's right, like so that's cash. full details. Hope that was clear. <laughs> Hope everyone <laughs> understands. Uh, the Devils got in basically just to get a pick. Um, well, because they needed to help out for the salary. Yes. For the and Stars. So Tanev is still with the Stars. So, so what? Some... So a fourth-round pick cost about a million dollars. Well. Is that what that is? That okay. for, for like we don't, 20 sorry, We don't need to spend more time on Fourth-round pick. <laughs> This is this is a mistake. It was me. a mistake. <laughs> this this it was, was a mistake. Let's end you. it. Let's end it oh, now. No, 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 no. Did uh okay, so Cat Friendly already updated this. So I think it's up I think it's up on Cat Friendly right yeah, now. That's what I was saying, yeah. So So uh we should have the retainage if it's up here. One point one two five. Um, but then let me click in. So yeah, so one point one two five cap and then it is all salary. So but it's a fourth round pick. If you really do the remaining salary, like the days left, mm-hmm. like the prorated salary, it's for significantly less money, right? Like we're way yeah. past the halfway point of no, the season. Yeah. It's like for I mean it's for three hundred couple hundred thousand. Or like two two fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars gets you a fourth round pick. For a fourth round pick. Bam. That's that's what But does bought. that signal the, that the devils are maybe not buyers this in this? Are they not gonna try to make a push for the playoffs? Is that kind of what? Because if they're, I mean, I guess that that's not like the Flames. You're saying no, the Devils. Oh. If they're retaining salary to get a pick, that seems to indicate. I thought they might be like trying to push to, ma- or at least bulk up to maybe try to make a, a run for the playoffs. Well, but, I don't know what the injury situations are, but are one of their IR guys going on LTIR? Do you think? I, I don't know. I haven't looked closely closer at, to the cap. But currently, they are five points behind the Lightning with two games in hand. And we have them at almost exactly a 50% chance of making the playoffs. So they're actually starting to get into the realm where uh, the range where they might have trade targets by this criteria because their playoff probability has dropped. Uh, and if they drop 0.2, well, yeah. 0.3% more, then they're going to all of a sudden show up on the evolving hockey trade big board. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's funny players. because I thought the Devils, like, I mean, they're still definitely in a position to maybe make you know make a run at the playoffs um like i definitely think the capitals are going to fall off who are who are one point behind them with another with a game in hand i think the the red wings are a little bit um i don't know that probably let me look at their underlying numbers I was more interested. It was funny. Josh and I were talking in the break about how when when you guys were talking about this article i wasn't thinking about it from like a oh these are the the teams that that playoff teams should be trying to acquire for like sneakily quote unquote. I kind of thought about it more of like, Oh, these are the players that teams should try to get a give away, which is kind of, you know, like get off <laughs> the, their the roster, flip side. which is a very different thing. Right. We kind of touched on that, but I had to kind of readjust. Um, but anyway, hold on. I was going to say, cause capitals. Well, so I just kind of did a little bit of a, and the um, red, yeah, like the red wings underlying numbers are like really not good. Um, I know they have it's they currently have a twenty plus twenty seven goal differential, but they are twenty um, fifth in uh, our Rapham team Corsi differential, and um, even worse twenty seventh in our XG differential for Rapham at all situations or at even strength. Um, talking so, about the Red Wings, I'm right talking now? about the Red Wings. I'm just more thinking about like the Devils. Like, are they? 
are they really is this signaling that they're gonna they're not gonna be buyers at the trade deadline or that they're gonna be selling i wonder if they maybe have they it was just like an opportunity for them to get a pick uh and also potentially like hedge on kind of seeing where they're at in like the next week or two it's just a fourth round pick i why no i'm just i don't know that you know they're in a bad cap situation either no they're at like max cap and they still have like 600k right like today yeah or max uh, roster size and then i i mean again i don't follow it but if they're putting somebody else on LTIR and opening up more of a pool then maybe that's also a piece of it yeah so I I like I would say the devils I know like their goal differential is not great but like their underlying even strength metrics are still really solid like they're eighth in the league in the same wrap um same filters I just said for the Red Wings but they're eighth in both Corsi Corsi and XG differential um which is kind of surprising because I, I think they've had a pretty unlucky season, especially with some of the goaltending issues. Um, yeah, but like, is the goaltending going to get any better? I don't know. I don't <laughs> Who know. Knows? Who knows? No, no one, one knows. knows. <laughs> no one, no one will tell you. Yeah. You know, but you... <laughs> to, with the Devils, I just kind of adjusted the filter, and if we consider them as sellers, I think they their only real player that is would maybe be on our on the evolving hockey big board to is Toffoli. to is to fully yeah. And I guess that that's like that's kind of an interesting thing to think about is do they want to um, you know, I mean, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I have always been pretty good this season, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I, I have him on my fantasy team, so he's been, oh. he was started really <laughs> good for, from a fantasy perspective, but it's funny when I'm playing fan, I don't mean to go on another tangent, but like Jeff Skinner has been really decent. I'm like pretty good on my fantasy team, like definitely worthwhile. And I go and look and he's like one of the worst def- defensemen or defensive forwards in the league this year, which is always funny. Same thing with Barzal was like, Barzal has been really good on my fantasy team. And then I look at his like, un- like gar numbers and it's like, Oh, he's like one of the worst defensive forwards in the league. It's like, but that doesn't matter for fantasy anyway. But um, yeah, outside of that, the, the Devils actually interestingly don't really have a ton of uh, of tar- like of um, assets to really move. I mean, the other one is like Colin Miller is the is the next player that comes up. Uh, and hold on, let me just go. I'm I'm furiously I'm pulling the Luke here, and but and then is, I guess it, Dawson Mercer is like the other one, but he's an RFA, and I I mean, so I don't know. The Devils are in like a weird spot. But like um, of any of the teams that are currently, I guess maybe potentially making the decision of. Do they want to make a shot at the playoffs? Given that there's pro- what they have, uh, 23 games left. Um, of all the teams, I think the Devils would be the one where I would look at them and be like, "Yeah, I think they should try to make the playoffs." Yeah. Um, I think that I- I'm trying to think of other ones. Like, I, I mean, obviously the Wild are going to try to. Um, I think the Flames potentially, but it seems like if they're you know selling, um, they're not really trying to. So it's kind of like well. Then what teams are? Is it going to just be the wild card? Cur- the teams currently in a wild card spot that are trying to, um, you know, acquire players. Um, like maybe the Red Wings are going to be looking to buy, um, you know, something like that. I'm not really sure, but anyway. Yeah. And I mean, we have the the Sean has no comments. I was just trying to figure out what teams <laughs> were going to be are going to be buyers and sellers, and like, yeah, nobody. Well, you so guys have been focused on players. Well, I get it. So no, we no, could no. maybe and talk about the players. No, I think the teams. The team question, I think, is a really important aspect. And I just did a stock fifty percent probability to determine these players because I think that that kind of covers most bases. Um, like I, I don't think obviously right now, like I, the devils or not the devils, the flames. I don't think they're trying to make it. The Kraken. I don't think that they're trying to make it. Um, the predators and wild, they seem like they're kind of trying to make it, but the wild always, well, the wild are, are below the Kraken and the standings. No, I know, but I'm saying that like, 
I feel like the, the Wild have or have always no, been. The this Wild way. are always going to try to make the playoffs if they can. That's how it always and has been. Let me tell you, the narratives in Minnesota right now are the the Wild are still like a they still have a chance at the playoffs. Like they're, they're a cup contender. <laughs> no, the Wild as always are a first round playoff team contender. Like that's, that's what, what they, they do. They they they, they make they make build the their team round. to make the playoffs yeah. and play in the first round. And that anything after that is just gravy. They don't yeah. really care as long as you get to the first round. That's good enough. But you the know, other thing with the Wild is been. like they well, who's their their trade their asset like the player they would move right now is they like, don't have like Dewar. That's the one that comes up is Connor Dewar <laughs> is their top trade target. And it's like I think he's even an RFA. Wild yeah. trading for Mantha. Hmm. He, yeah, hmm, I'm pretty maybe. sure of, of our of this kind of you know our the evolving hockey big board. The number one player is Dewar, and I think he's the thirtieth highest player. No, thirty fourth highest player among of, of available on the uh, big board on the big on the hockey <laughs> big board. So I don't. That'd think be the Wild... a fun. It would take a while, but it'd be fun to make a tool like an app that would be the trade yeah. trade deadline evolving hockey trade deadline big board. So I, I think the West is a little bit clearer. I think the Pacific <laughs> the Pacific teams are not trying to. I don't think the Flames and Kraken are trying. The Wild and Predators, because the Central's kind of dog shit, um, I think are probably think they have some uh, some way of making. Well, it, it. seems like at this point, it, like nobody is going to be a, a buyer. It seems yeah. like it's just it would be maybe just the none of I should say none of the wild card teams like the teams in the wild card races. It seems like if well maybe it's just going to be the top teams in the league that are trying to give themselves a shot. Uh, to bolster their lineup even further. I, I don't know. I feel like out in um, watch in, the you know I bet watch the Avalanche trade for Mantha somehow. Yeah, I mean, like he's just yeah. gonna go to like like a, I don't know. A, uh, how about the Oilers? I think the Oilers. This is their year. I think the Oilers. This is their year. Luke's going with the Oilers. I'm going with the Oilers. Uh, the only the only division right now that's like really competitive is the Metro. So I don't know. Do the Devils are they Metro? adding the Metro? Uh, <laughs> the are the Devils Flyers. I don't think the Penguins. You know I I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so, let's okay. get to players. Let's get back to players. We we're this is the, it's like the rare time where we are spending a whole episode covering one topic. Talking which is, about actual hockey for the most part. The whole <laughs> time, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, who knows? Maybe another, maybe one of Sean, another one of Sean's guys got traded while we've been on this episode and we haven't haven't seen it. I'm, Sean's furiously looking on Twitter right now to see if that's one of my true. guys. One of his I guys. do want this year. Like the, it's, it seems like every year there's like the whole trade deadline day and then like everything already happened already. I feel like. It should be like free agency, where that you cannot make trades until one day. <laughs> well, That's I how it feels, a, right? This could be a try trade deadline, I think. Probably. I mean, there's not a ton I mean, of if like. If you look at the, if you look at the big board, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't really know who, who you got here. That's also reasonable. Like, you know, we actually maybe you could talk about. Well, if we ever introduce the methodology of the big board onto the onto the site if we ever introduce the big board onto the site <laughs> we can go through the methodology of kind of keeping rfas in yeah because it's a little bit weird because like i guess rfas would be the most likely expiring rfas would be the most likely ones that you would trade they're not your traditional but also we've definitely seen an extended velocity of rfas getting traded at the deadline yeah as kind of previously mentioned right or even like in, um, the, in the summer too i mean like you we've seen more and more of those i feel like recently yeah for sure um so yeah i left on our big board i left the rfas in mostly just because it, it's interesting to look at i mean and a few of them have been kind of talked about right like middlestad is one that i i think his name has been has come up 
uh, with the Sabres. I haven't decided if I'm going to write about Middlestad or not, so he may or may not be in the article. We'll see if I feel like writing about Casey Middlestad tonight. Um, but uh, he's like the <laughs> <laughs> he's the the you know the big RFA I think uh, in term in the evolving hockey big board. Uh, after that, it's like Jersey and and or actually no, sorry, uh, Marchenko. Marchenko is like the the one that I wasn't really sure with Columbus if they're kind of where they're at with him. Um, and so it's Marchenko, Middlestat, Jersey. Uh, and let's see who else. What's our? Let's round out two more. Valamaki and Yamamoto and well, Beniers, but I don't think Beniers yeah, really counts. Beniers isn't getting um, traded. So it's fun. It's interesting to look at the RFAs. I think of those. I think was it? Let me look at my consensus. No, who am I thinking of? I was thinking Dursey was maybe mentioned, but I don't think he was. So it's but like, is Col- Columbus isn't going to trade Marchenko? No, I don't think like so. if they're kind of rebuilding. That's a young player that they should keep. Right on their team, like you don't want to trade your young players on a rebuilding team. That's no. not a good a good so, move. So of the RFAs, I think Middlestad is the only one that seems reasonable. Uh, that is like st- kind of a big name that potentially could you know um, fetch a, a good amount. And I think Middlestad is also like a really he's just been a really interesting player. Uh, also, you know, he's a Minnesota guy. I've watched him in the high school tournament here. Wow, that is um, a wild difference. Massive between Gar difference. Yeah. Okay, X-Gar. we were talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Gar. That's a that's a, a wild wild difference. Anyway, we haven't gone through the other targets. Let's let's just list them off, right? The UFAs on the big board. Are we going to talk about any any of the other ones? We already <laughs> mentioned Mantha and Everly. Yeah, you got it. And then we got Tanev, Han- and then we Tanev. got and Tanev. But the in the in this maybe I didn't sort this right. Did you have an average in here? Is this average and I put a little average in for my own, like, but it's not. I'm okay. not going to list the I, the big board. Probably won't be in the article, but who knows? This is what's fun is we get to do an episode talking about an uh, uh, article that exists when people are listening to it, but we haven't finished it yet. So we get to see like kind of where well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'm going to take uh, all the feedback from this episode from you two, and then I'll I'll incorporate that into how the article will will finalize tonight. Um, but yes, I, I will. We've covered Mantha, Eberly, uh, and Tanev. Um, Sean Walker's a weird one, right? And Sean, I think we yeah. did talk. We did talk a little bit about it with Charlie, I believe, when we had I him on. I think so. Yeah. You know, but like there was this idea that they potentially might not deal Sean Walker. Yeah. They so Sean Walker was weird in the sense that leaving, he got traded from LA over the summer, and things weren't like looking good for him. And then he's had this like revival in Philadelphia. And so now there's significant interest, I think, around the league in Sean Walker. And the question is whether Philadelphia might even want to hang on to him further into their rebuild here or whether they're going to flip him now. I think it would be really, it would at least look like a really good deal for Daniel Breer if he kind of acquired Sean Walker as like, um, uh, what was like the deal? Well, I was gonna go look. He, I... he, it was like a cap dump that he acquired that he then so like to L.A. valued him as nothing, and to flip what L.A. valued as nothing, and clearly L.A. couldn't find like really any other trade partners that were of interest. Um, to trade someone that they viewed as nothing into something at the deadline in the middle of a rebuild that has gone really well. Yeah. So far, outside of uh, Gauthier not wanting to play there, I mean, that would look really good for him, I think. But 
Yeah. Well, um, and, and Sean Walker's having thing. a fantastic year this year, too. So he was like another one that is kind of. Uh, oh, that was an interesting trade. I kind of. This is. I don't remember this trade really. This is a three another three team trade from last three teams. June. June 6, 2023. Yeah. The Flyers got Cal Peterson, Sean Walker, and Helga Grons <laughs> and a second round pick from LA and then they got a first round and a second round from Columbus uh, and they gave up Connaughton, Provorov, Hodgson. Yeah. That yeah. was it. So Sean Walker was kind of like a throw-in. Not a throw-in, but like not a He was a cap dump. Yeah. Kind of. Which is like, well, I mean, I don't think they were, I don't think LA wanted to play him this year. Yeah. Like, period. I, I think they wouldn't have wanted to play him and, and they needed to get rid of him. Yeah, so Tortorella, the defenseman whisperer, uh, you know, is... Uh, well, and then the Flyers also have another target, I think, that I, I may or may not cover in Nick Sealer, I think is another really interesting one that has gotten some talk around the league, I think. Uh, uh, he's not by any means like a, um, you know, a huge name, if you will, but I think for a, a team looking for a depth defenseman, I think they could do a lot worse than Sealer. Um, and so he's another player that I think is... in A lot of it seems to be potentially some of fly, the Flyers, like the, the Phillies system, that has somewhat helped uh, Sealer succeed in his role. But I think the Flyers have two kind of all, like, you know, I questions both with Walker and Sealer because Walker has been surprisingly good this year. Sealer's just a... I could totally see, like, the Wild getting Sealer back, right? <laughs> like, that seems like the most Minnesota Wild thing is to bring back Nick Sealer for, like, their After playoff been, run. Yeah, for... You know, like, which is not going to happen. Like, that's a very wild thing to do. So, I... Those were kind of a few other ones, I think. And then, I'm trying to think... But the, for oh, the UFAs. Yeah, yeah, the other big one that I think, Sean, it was your guy. Uh, <laughs> now I get to say, like, five of the guys Sean covered are his guys now. Yeah. Uh, was Hannafin. We haven't talked really about Hannafin. Um, right, and you covered him, didn't you? I haven't read it yet. What, so let's, that's the other. That's the other, like the biggest other name that we haven't really covered among the consensus. I suppose, yeah, Henrique and Tarasenko are the other two, but you know they're kind of. I wouldn't trade for them. Any- <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. So you heard I, it here first. Heard it they're here not first. On the- they're not they're not fighting the way onto the awards thread anytime soon. But like, do we think that like our 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 teams like GMs like gonna like make bad decisions because there's not a ton of like trade targets available and we're just gonna see some pretty bad deals? In, well, I in would say that up? there's a lot of value to be had. I feel like among these trade targets, because a lot of them are not thought of as anything. But sorry, let's let Sean co- okay. kind of cover He's, his yeah. guy with Hannafin. What his what research did you uh, what what did you come up with with your research there, Sean? He's a very volatile volatile guy, right? Volatile career. We were talking about this a little bit off air. I really just wanted to say we talked about this a little bit off air. <laughs> uh, you know, but I guess from like a guard, ex-guard perspective, he's most of his career has been like replacement level to like average outside of this season, which has been a really strong season for him. Yeah. And the... 2021-2022 season in which um, he uh, well everybody on that Flames team went off right that was like didn't they finish like first in the yeah. division and um, everybody went off like Chuck, Goudreau and Lindholm were line which he spent like 33% of his time with that line that year and um, you know so those were like two true career years and outside of that it's been pretty rough if you look at like the career 
Uh, his X-Gar is pretty much always better than his Gar, and part of that's because he does have a good shot. Um, you know, but, like, the interesting thing, I think, is that that does not fit the narrative at all, which I think is that he's easily a top-four offensive defenseman. And so just brings up the question of you know is this something like from an environment standpoint that Hannafin just hasn't fit in and maybe actually fit in much better uh with skilled players in like a really north south system like Sutter and then when you know Kachuk and Goudreau left and like the mood went down maybe he just had like an off season that season and he's kind of just having a bit of a revival who knows but um it would make me more cautious if I was trading for Hannafin just given that, at least from like the Gar and Xgar models, he's been so volatile. Yeah. And if you you're trading for him to extend him too, right? Like whoever's trading for him probably wants to extend him long term. That's kind of the idea. And um, I'm not sure. Like you, you just need to make sure you did your research, right? Yeah. Do your scouting too. He's only 26 too. Uh, yeah. Is he 27? Well, sorry, he was 26 at the start. His Started this season, so he's probably turned twenty seven now. But yeah, it is funny. Hannafin is um, kind of like you said. I've I've noticed that we do even still sometimes see uh, contract year even reflected in the GAR and XGAR numbers. I've oh I, yeah, yes. I find uh, it does seem it is a phenomenon where players are very aware that they are on the last year of their contract and they are trying to get signed to a good contract next year, and then they kind of chill. It seems like. That does happen, and it's oh, yeah. not just point totals well, or whatever. Yeah. It's that's what I was going to say is that it's like obviously you can kind of I think points would maybe be the the way that you would maybe expect to see that in, but it, I think it shows up definitely in Gar and Xgar. Yeah, um, if like honestly, if I was an NHL player and I would like you know that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> that's definitely what I would do. What just, just like have, work try my hard ass one on, year, try hard so so hard one year, get paid and then get just paid chill. and then just live the just live my life, you know. <laughs> Like I don't blame any player who does that, you know. If they just want to, you know, do them, that's yeah, go well, for it. Yeah, hope, hope, yeah. Like Goudreau, Johnny Goudreau wanted to move to Columbus. He loves Columbus and just live out the rest of his NHL career, just living low in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. You know, just more power to him. You know. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. Okay. So uh, back to I guess the final couple players on our big board. Hannafin's gonna fetch a first though. The two first. I yeah. <laughs> well, so that, then that that brings up the question is I think if if I, we've already covered this, but the Flames I think are I I would be surprised if Hannafin is not dealt. So I think he's like one of the the clear big remaining players that is definitely going to get traded. I think, um, which is like you know that's what a third of Calgary's like normal defense or like kind of their regular defenseman right or they are leaving more or less. Who knows? Maybe Tanev will come back after this after this season, um, back to the you know back to Calgary. But uh, the other I guess the only other on our big board that we kind of haven't covered um, is Thomas Novak is like, was one that popped up who is a really, I mean like not by any means like an int- like big name player had a horrible defensive season last year and has been pretty solid with Nashville this year. No, he's on like a league minimum deal basically. 
So I don't know if I'm going to even write about him because he's kind of like whatever. Well, also but, the Predators are currently in a wild card well, spot, yes, so and, they're probably not looking to, to and it, deal. Like we've already covered, I think it looks like Minnesota and Nashville, are, they have a big game to, today, well, at the, the recording of this podcast. I think are they playing like, right now? No, I'm saying when... Oh, on Thursday. On Thursday. When the episode's out, the Wild and, I mean, this is kind of, the talk around town is the Wild really need this one against Nashville, uh, you know, which they do, I guess, but I mean. I did hear that yeah. last night when I was in Minnesota. You did? You heard sure. that. The talk around town when mm-hmm. Sean was on his layover, uh, you know, eating Chick-fil-A while sick in the airport. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and then, so I think maybe kind of to finish off the episode, we could cover a few of the players that um, I think are the clear, like, consensus picks that are going to get traded but I don't necessarily think are particularly great or would really do much for a team these are I think that the players that Luke would you know kind of well, already Luke talk. already made it no yeah Luke Luke already made that one out. which one well Tarasenko and and Henrik I mean Henrik's not bad he's just like clearly like inflate his his Did points you, you are you didn't put an age in here I'd have to go look up the each player's ages bro Oh, sorry. Well, we also big... did not discuss goalies. We should have said that. Yeah. Like Markstrom is kind of. Are they Markstrom... really going to trade Markstrom? Like, Markstrom's like. Well, it depends. Having it's... a. a you yeah. know, he's not going to win the Vesna because Hellebuck's obviously going to win the Vesna. I but think, yeah. Hell... That... But Markstrom is legitimately having a Vesna caliber, Vesna nominee season in Calgary. And if Calgary actually wants to tank, they should have traded Markstrom two months ago, you know? Yeah. Because like, Markstrom is clearly bolstering their point totals significantly and if they were have been planning to tank this whole time well they should have traded Markstrom um well the other I shouldn't say tank I, but I like should, if they're not trying to make the playoffs like, I should maybe put a note in the article that we didn't necessarily I guess that there's a few the few that came up Markstrom I saw kind of I wasn't expecting this but Saros's name has been floated a little bit too um and then which seems I saw I, I this is Nash- not me this is just in an article I read was like Saros Why would is a they potential. say but the Nashville's I, in a Luke, I know spot. I know I know and Saros is really Luke. good I know Luke I'm just saying he was one that I saw floated around. The other one, Jake Allen, was one that was the other goalie that seemed to be kind of – and then was there one more? I just saw that Garen clarified that he will not be trading Flurry this yeah. year. Which, so. yeah, I, I think it seems pretty clear the Wilders are still trying to compete. Um, so, yeah, we didn't really – but it's – I mean, of the – I guess the targets are just Markstrom, and then if you believe Soros is a Is, a is Calgary just going to liquidate their whole team? They're just going to trade everyone away yeah, this well, year? So what? who are the teams, I guess, while we're on this topic, that I think, what, it's the Devils that are the clear, like maybe the Hurricanes that would be in, like, uh position where they would Ooh, go? Well, the Devils should trade for Markstrom. Yeah, that I those are the two that come to mind. Is there someone I'm missing about a, a kind of contending team that needs a goalie? Maybe they could use that fourth-round pick. Yeah, <laughs> trade it exactly. back. That's all part of their grand plan here. Yeah. Is there, they need that fourth-round pick to throw it into the Markstrom trade. So, you know, and now they already have the they got the juices flowing. Calgary and 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 New Jersey have already been involved in trade talks here. So, I think that, you know, we're going to get some but type of I don't really understand this cuz Markstrom's got 2 years left on his deal with a no move clause, right? Yeah, but he I What mean, am I missing? He probably just doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Man, poor Calgary. He's in the middle of Alberta on a rebuilding team now. They're finally doing the rebuild. Yeah, and he, so a player can just waive their no move, right? If they want if they want yeah 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 they that's like the whole thing is they get the control the, over whether they where they go yeah do the devils have six million can they make room for six can they million? move vanacek so the flames can really tank <laughs> vanacek's currently injured though but yeah so i don't know anyway watch yeah. the hurricanes to, to try Sean's, to make a move for markstrom well i don't know i mean because there's been 
I think the Hurricanes have been kind of obviously with Fred, uh, Freddie Anderson still having you know dealing with his health issues. Um, so those are the two teams that come to mind. I must I'm probably missing a team that would consider trading for a, a goalie. Let's go look at the um, evolving hockey team. Let's see. I'll go to the league. I go, don't really go to these Gar XGAR league tables. Let's see which teams currently have the worst goal, total goalie Gar. <laughs> um, let's see. Any the Devils, Tampa Bay. Oh, that's kind of funny. It's Ottawa, Tampa Bay, New Jersey, Minnesota, Columbus, Edmonton. That's not written anymore. Dallas. Oh, that's Dallas? Really? Well, Ottinger was hurt for like two months or whatever yeah. it was, like a month and a oh, half. Oh, goodness. Ottawa's goaltending. Really? <laughs> Has it been that bad? Yeah. And some of the, There's too many. We got a lot of stats. A lot, got of, a lot stats. of stats on the. All on right. The, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off with the goalies. Luke keeps kind of you know tra- he's kind of derailing us here a little bit here and there. Hey, um, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's fine. Sorry, I'm just giving you shit, bro. Um, I uh, so we oh, didn't really oh, talk about oh, goalies. There are, I mean, it's Markstrom, and then that's kind of it. Like Soros, if you think that's a, I think a thing that might happen. I'm I would be skeptical of Nashville trading Mar- uh, Soros. Um, and then so yeah, the last couple of players are just the players that I think are consensus targets that I don't necessarily think are really worth teams going after, or fr- from Luke's definition of it, that teams who have these players should really try to trade. Is I think Henrique is kind of one of those guys. He's got his his points are inflated. He's pretty old. Tarasenko similar kind of uh, I think situation where um, you know I think a smart team would would try to move Tarasenko to I think Scott Lawton. Yeah, and, and Lawton's name actually has been brought Ooh. up a lot. But really, uh, yeah, he's I, like one he's of the, having a really rough year. He's having a really, really rough year. Yeah, he he definitely has. But I I think of those. Uh, let me. See. I don't think, think the he, Capitals would ever unload a Vetchkin. <laughs> no, because they should try to. No, do no, 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 no. Okay, that's, that's never happening. So All right, I actually those... shouldn't say anything about a Vetchkin because anytime <laughs> we say anything. It it never bodes. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I think I don't know, Sean. You wrote up about Henrik. I'm kind of curious what your thoughts were on. I haven't written it yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, he was your guy though. So you. <laughs> well, we should I mean, end this. So I Sean think we're can... kind of on the. Okay. Luke's getting bored now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm but... trying to talk about cool stuff. And you guys just want to talk about. You know, no, you oh, want to talk at... about your awards. I want to talk your, about Tarasenko. Season awards. I don't. I know. I haven't brought up the awards, awards at all. Tyson Forster, though. Shout out. Oh, we're also, well, we're way past time. We're not going to talk about awards. Yeah, also, yeah. we need but more anywho. talk for Zary, for Calder. That's the all right, Luke. Let anyway. Sean finish off on the. the that's Henry. all I'm going to say. It's all I'm going to okay, say. That's all Luke's saying. Dead okay. air. I don't really believe that, but uh, I mean, yeah. I, I guess to echo Josh's point, though, and what I will eventually write is that I mean, Henrik's not a bad player by any mark. Actually, he's never had like a negative spar X bar season. I mean, he's just probably like a third liner that's like old at this point, but he's scoring at a clip that's um, that's quite high. But he does, I mean, to be fair, career high shooting percentage, 15%, uh, career per- shooting percentage, 15%. I mean, that's he's got an underrated shot. Like part of it is, is that yeah. he could shoot. So, um, you know, the Ducks do need to take advantage of of trading him in this window, and yeah, um, you know I think there's definitely plenty of teams that are looking for center depth, and he's like really the top center left in the market, uh, whether he's great or not, and um, you know so it'll be interesting to see what he gets. I just think with with Henrique, it's the kind of player that his points are. I think 
are a little misleading in terms of just like what he probably brings to a team. Now, like to your point, Sean, he's a center, and if that a team wants a, like a third or fourth line center, right, to replace their deaf guy, like that makes a lot of sense. But I also think that the asking price is probably going to be a little steeper than it should be. Same well, thing uh, with Monahan fetched a first. Yes, he's fetching. He's fetching at least. First. But and also, I should we should I should say that Henrique has the second highest exit current cap hit of any of the big board prospects. So he does have a large contract. I if, mean, Anaheim's retaining, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. have a third. Yeah, they Anaheim would probably should probably retain a hundred percent of that salary because they yeah. should probably move that and get. Well, something. they can only retain fifty percent. No, yeah, I know. I know. But yeah, so. I uh, Henrik's thirty eighth on our big board. He's the, I don't know what is he. He's like the twenty seventh player, like kind of by the the prior Gar and X Gar, um, but he's got. I think like the he's in the top ten in points. The only player that's even that's got more points that is even worse than him, or like not worse, but Tarasenko is the biggest difference on these players between points and like actual kind of gar x gar player evaluation approach. Um, where Tarasenko's just been horrendous defensively this year. Like he's bricked the XGA Rapham uh, this season. <laughs> it's all just blood red. And uh, I I think Tarasenko also feels like I could see a team giving a first for him just because of the name recognition. Points are pretty good this season. Um, you know, if they if a if a team wants to make <clears throat> kind of a splash, you know, with their fan base or with the headlines, like Tarasenko's a name that people recognize. Uh, but he feels kind of thin and and not really like a good ad. Yeah, I would definitely be wary of adding Tarasenko at this point for any type of value, or just even in general. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean. I think Ottawa would be extremely, uh, which is funny. I don't feel like whenever I've watched the Senators, I've ever even noticed that Tarasenko was playing for them this season, um, which is kind of just funny. Uh, but yeah, so sorry. What are you looking at me for, Luke? Oh, you're just looking. Were you, what, what's wrong? Is there something wrong with our site? No. Do you see that red right there? Oh, that's what you're. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grimacing at Tarasenko. No, I just saw Josh grimacing <laughs> and then looking at our website, and it made me worry that something was wrong with our no. website. Which is no, no, it's just there's something wrong with Vladimir Tarasenko's defense. That's what's wrong. <laughs> no, exactly. No. I was I was also just like questioning. It's one of those things where it's like. I know I've heard about Tarasenko. I've been watch- like I've been following his stats this year, and it's like, how did I not realize that he's just been playing with Ottawa the whole year? And I just haven't really like noticed him. <laughs> well, Ottawa has definitely gone under the radar. Uh, yeah, well, they've been so, good. They lately. have been good. It was very surprising to me. This is what I was I was trying to say this earlier, but I got so rudely interrupted uh, <laughs> about how some teams the narratives get set at the start of the season, and then you just never talk about them again. Like the Sabers have been pretty decent recently. And same with the Senators, and the Vegas, and Vegas has been pretty bad. And but like the narratives are set about these teams. Yeah. Um. I still. Why? Why would I think the Devils? The Devils should make a push for it. I think I want the Devils, not because we projected them to have a really high point total in the, our preseason projections. Well, everyone did. I know everybody. This did. is just totally like you know. Anyway, we, we should end this because this. What? How long was this? Like, an, are we at two hours yet? Not at two hours yet. <laughs> We're getting close though. Uh, we need to let Sean get back to writing. He hasn't I know, finished yeah, everything. I haven't even started. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be a nice, fun night tonight for us at EvolvingHockey.com. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. I don't know. We we tried to cover everything, uh, and I think we did, maybe to our detriment, uh, in terms of you know a little too sprawling. But I think for the most part, uh, the deadline will be fun. I I'm also trying to maybe we can end on. Do you think there's a player? What do you think like is the most 
the thing that will happen that we're not even like considering right now. Do you think there's something weird that we're going to see like that like which team, well I don't know, maybe this is just a dumb question to predict like the un- unknown, you know, that we can't I have possibly no idea. predict. I don't know. Okay, scratch that. Never mind. <laughs> dumb idea. We it won't was do a that. fine idea. I just don't have an answer. <laughs> it was a fine. It was a fine idea. Yeah, it was so, the best of times. Guess, it was yeah. the worst of times. I mean, it, I think it'll be interesting. Like to Luke's point, uh, he Luke's brought up a lot of good points. This, this thank you this, there. Even thank if they've there. been a little off topic, he always brings up some interesting topics. Right? Is the big question to me is right now where teams are, which like what teams consider themselves sellers and which are buyers, and which of those are going to make moves or, or sell. Right? I mean, like are going to are going to do something. Because I think right now there's still like a lot of uncertainty up in the air or uh, uncertainty around which like some of the bubble and wildcard teams are consider them where they consider themselves at. Um, so that's the thing I'm looking for. But uh, I guess I'll just end it. Take a look at the article. I think it'll be a lot more concise and efficient in terms of its point than this episode was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, us going through the evolving hockey big board. Sean is starting to lose interest. So I'll, yeah. I'll send it back over over his way. Uh, do we so, forget yeah, anything? Very, very Minnesotan of y'all. Did we miss up. anything? No, we did not. Okay. We did not. It's been three and a half hours. Oh, thank God. So. Please please end this. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back next week uh, to talk about the trade deadline again. Yeah. Um, but maybe there'll be some trade, some more trades uh, at that point. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll uh, we'll catch you then. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Take it easy.